All right, what's up, guys? We are back. Back, yeah, that too. Uh, Ben and Bananas, UFC Vegas 57, a packed week. I'm gonna throw uh, these guys a curveball in a second. We got our best bet, we have our best underdog play in a three fight parlay. Um, I was gonna wait for the end of the show, let's do it right now. This is how I do things. A little curveball to both of my uh, esteemed colleagues here, guys. A huge Bellator 282 show, American Top Team literally doing the new world order, taking over. We got a PFL, a pack show in Atlanta. Guys, throw me one play you guys like. Do we have a new middleweight champion? Give me an underdog on PFL. Where? Well, I'll start with you, L. A play on PFL or Bellator, though, off the top of your head. I'll be honest. I haven't even. I have not looked at the PFL card for this week. Um, I, I'm not sure. I know Kayla. I've looked at next week's because I know Kayla Harrison is on that show. Uh, so I've I've been focused on the girls, which I know are coming. Uh, yep. on next week's show. So I don't have one for that, but um, I think a great play for Bellator is Danny Sabatello over Ego. Mm. Okay. He's getting a lot of pub. He's getting like a lot of buzz this week. Danny Sabatello. It's it's wild. The, um, you know, on the contender series, Dana White said, eh, maybe next time. And now he is, uh, he's really controlled his narrative over the last six months, eight months. Ryan, uh, you got a good bet on Be- Bellator or PFL? Well, uh, actually, you stole one, but I got another one. There's plenty. So um, I'm going to go with Alexander Shablai over Brent Primus. Um, little known fact, Alexander Shablai is the only person to knock out Ryan the Mighty Quinn. So I better hope my guy is winning. But no, he um, he's actually only gotten better since we fought. Like he just, the way he mixes up combinations, he's got the grappling. Uh, sometimes like his cage wrestling is a little suspect, but... Um, I just feel like he's only on the up, and I'm going with that. And like you said, there's there's plenty more to pick from there, but I'm going with that one. Okay, here we go. All right, we'll get into it. There was a curveball once in a while. I got to keep you guys on your toes. I can't just, you know, give you the uh, meat and potatoes right away. But let's go with it. UFC Vegas 57. Stack card, I, I saw a great post. There's like four fighters, and their combined record's like 63-1. and one. It's insane. Like, this is UFC at the highest level. The co-main event, the main event, and even Nurmagomedov. We got a lot of 19 and O's on this damn card. It's insane. Um, what's the best bet? What's your best bet, L? Uh, the card is stacked. Where, where are you looking? Uh, my best bet for this card is Tiago Moises in the over. Um, man, Moises is so good, and I, I really think he's a he's a tough matchup stylistically for Christos Yagos. But more importantly, like Christos is super tough. Um, so I think I definitely think Tiago takes this fight, but I think he's either we're either looking at over two and a half rounds or we're looking at a decision. And he's got a great cornerman this weekend, too, I believe. Yes, he does. He does. Grant's he does. out there with him. Uh, man, he's got a killer corner. He's got, uh, I believe, Pahumpa, uh, Makaho, one of our Muay Thai coaches, and then Grant. So yeah, I, I love that fight. It's actually uh, the whole card is so big and a lot of limelight on Shavkat and Neil, a lot of limelight and some under stuff. Curtis, uh, action man's on the card. Tiago is actually getting underrated. That fight's a really, really good fight. Not enough love. Uh, Ryan Quinn, my guy, the cornerman, what's your best bet? UFC Vegas 57. Uh, I've got Shavkat and I forgot how to pronounce his last name. Rakhmanov. Say it five times. Anyway, I like him over Neil Magny in a decision. Um, okay. I, um, I know Neil traditionally could win these fights, but I just feel like, uh, if, if, if there's ever been any trouble with Neil, it's when he's betting, getting caught in the submission game. I know I, I'm not really looking at him getting submitted because actually the times he got submitted were actually a while ago, but against somebody like this, those submission attempts are going to chew up a lot of clock. 
So I feel like uh, just that you're just going to see a lot of grind with this one. Plus, I heard that Neil had a baby recently within the last couple months. And if you had a baby, it just totally screws your sleep schedule. <laughs> um, and um, I heard he stayed local for his camp. You know, so I, I just really like um, Shagmat by decision in this one. Uh, like the baby too. thing I can triple or quadruple down. Yeah. So I understand that. I'm kind of, I, I'm really intrigued. That's probably the fight I got to see. I got to see this fight out of all these fights. Uh, I think I know where the main event is going, to be honest. I'm leaning heavy one way or another. I got to see if Shavkat can really get through Neil Magny. He's maybe one of the most underrated fighters in the history of the UFC, especially the welterweight division. Wins over just bona fide Hall of Famers. It's just like, where is he at? Like, let's just see where he's at. We saw where Chemayev and Burns. It has a little feel of that. So I'm really intrigued. So, okay, I like that best bet. Uh, underdog play, a lot of them to go through. Um, I talked to Felicia Spencer. She likes a couple underdogs on this card. So, L, what's the underdog play on UFC Vegas 57? I know there's a couple big money underdogs, but I uh, I actually stayed away from those. I was really surprised to see Brian Kelleher as such a big underdog um, in this fight against uh, Mario Batista. Uh, Batista is an absolute technician, and he is very good, but we've seen him struggle in the past with guys who can kind of muddy the waters with, like, Trevin Jones. And, I, man, Keller has that style. He has that style to beat Mario Batista. And he's a guy where if it's good odds, I feel like he's definitely worth throwing some money on. I like, like uh, Boom Boom is one of those guys when he's a favorite, I stay away from. It's like, he's, is he really a favorite? When he's an underdog, I'm all in. I love him when he's an underdog. So I'm all in with that one. I like that. Ryan Quinn, what's your underdog play, my man, UFC Vegas 57? I got Rodolfo Vieira over Chris Action Man Curtis. Um, I know that Chris looked really good in his, uh, in his recent fights. However, if you look at Chris's uh, past fights, uh, a, a good example is when he fought Magomed, Magomedov. Um, he tends to struggle with the wrestling and the grappling. And um, Rodolfo has like, he was like the Michael Jordan of grappling when he got into MMA. Um, he's acquired wrestling. I wouldn't say he's got great wrestling. He has acquired wrestling for mixed martial arts. And I think it's going to be enough to edge out a, a win here. I mean, he might even submit him, but I, I just think that, you know, he's, he's going to bring, be able to get, get past the boxing that Chris has to offer. Um, Chris is a little bit smaller, but that's not going to play a factor here. Um, I just really like Rodolfo. Okay, I like this. A really quick question, both of you guys with that. Um, we know Vieira is one of the greatest grapplers in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Both of you guys, you know, Ryan fought for a living. Maybe uh, you have a comeback fight in 18 months. We see L is undefeated, mm -hmm. don't know how to lose. One of the huge prospects in uh, female MMA. When you guys fight someone who's just so... A++ or a Madden rating, he's a 100 in the grappling, in the submission game. How does that mess up with your game? Do you see, hey, I got to take care of myself, and I, if I'm a boxer, I still need to get my shit off. I still need to get off. Or are you still, is it so much in your mind of like, hey, I got to be worried here. I can't go down here. I can't be, I feel like that's how Oliveira is getting some of these uh, great strikers. Gaethje and Poirier, they're literally knocking him down, but he's like, whoa, we're not going down there when maybe they should go for this win and one more punch could be the fight is over. Where does that in the psyche of you trying to go into a fight? L. Um, for me, in, in my in my experience, I'm not typically afraid of entering the guard. Uh, I've definitely been uh, in some in some muddy water for sure in that position. But at least at the level I'm currently fighting at, I think it's incredibly difficult for someone to sub you off of their back. Now, as for getting taken down, uh, the, the thing about Oliveira is he is an exception to that rule. 
I, I think he's on a level that other guys just like, yes, Rodolfo Vieira is very good. Uh, his grappling has been amazing, but it's not on Charles's level. Very few people have the danger factor off their back. And if we look at Charles Oliveira, he's not even subbing a lot of people off of his back these days either. He's like, he's trying to push the action to get to like, to get to take the back and, and stay on top. Like his top game is phenomenal as well. But I just, I think the danger of triangles arm bars are kind of starting to go down as the sport evolves. Okay. How about you, Rod? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've attacked this, this way in, in a failing fashion more than a winning fashion, unfortunately. Um, whenever I think of underdog fights, I had a bunch of them. Um, like when you get to the majors, don't change your swing. Like that's right. what Dean Thomas right, always right. Does. Like so, shoot your shot, right? You got to yeah, shoot your like, shot. And I started to realize that, like you know, when I training, I, I fought guys that were better wrestlers than me. I, I trained with guys that were better wrestlers than me. I took down everybody, and like I, I'm not just saying that. Like I really, I could take down anybody in mixed martial arts, and you can ask anybody. Why is that? I knew when to stay away from wrestling, wrestling, and I knew when to add my boxing to wrestling. I knew yeah, when I needed yeah. to get this wrestler to put his hands to cover his face so I can go underneath. You know, and when you, once you realize that and you get to that confidence, everything's there. Everything's open. Now, like, this is not, like you said, this is not straight wrestling. This is not straight jujitsu. Right. Ground and pound is its own martial art now that you need to learn that a lot of these guys are learning and being able to stay away from to create the space. Now, in the failing fashion, I've gone into those fights and I had, I didn't realize till after I didn't go in there to win. I went in there to compete. And then I really, I remember one time I had one fight. It was a great fight. I was the underdog. And I didn't realize till like a week or so later, I'm like, man, I really didn't want to beat that guy. I just wanted to compete with him. And I was really pissed off about that. So I've had a lot of a lot of learning over my career, you know. So um, but as long as you realize in that aspect that this is not straight jujitsu, this is not straight wrestling, you know, um, this is OK. You could take an MLB player. You could put him into a Sunday beer league softball tournament. He ain't going to have the right swing, you know. Right, so right, like right. even though he's an overall. Uh, so. It's it's really once you realize your game and stick to it and have the confidence to get off your reps, your money. Jeez, the listeners just got underneath the learning tree right there. The mighty ride Quinn just gave us. All right, here we go, guys. Uh, probably our favorite thing on the show, our three-fight parlay. We're going to hit one of these. This, this is happening this week. I'm speaking it into existence right now. L. Wagman, your three-fight parlay. Let's go. Let's get this money. So, as you know, I have a ton of teammates on the card this weekend. I am going with an all-ATT parlay. Woo! I have – I didn't throw an underdog in this time, but they're all um, close favorites. Um, I'm going with Cody Durden over JP Bays. I'm going with um, Sergey over um, – brain fart um, – uh, Paiva. I'm going okay. with Sergey over Paiva, yep. and then I'm going with Tiago – over Christos Yagos. I like it. I like it, man. That's going to be a nice little artwork. We'll do the old American top team logo in the top right corner. We can make that happen. I like that. The American top team three-fight parlay. Uh, Ryan Quinn, where are we going, man? Three-fight parlay. Take it yep. away. All right. Right at the top. Um, first, I, I need to develop a hashtag called hashtag two clock or something because I notice I say that a lot. But, like, I see here uh, Vanessa Demopoulos versus uh, Frey. I, I see that. That's going the over. What would you say? Demopolis. Demopolis. Yeah, see, uh, luckily my name's easy. Um, I, I just see that going the over. I see good ground versus experience, and I see a lot of clock chewing there. So I just see that going over. I got TJ Brown over Shaylin. I'm not even going to attempt that gentleman's name. Um, uh, just because I like he trains at glory with my man, uh, 
uh, James. He's been training with Bryce Mitchell. And a lot of these fighters that come over from Asia, they have like an unknown, mysterious record, so to speak. Like, you know, like, who have they really fought? And I feel like TJ's just, he's had the tougher strength of schedule. He's got the training background to prove it. I'm seeing a win there. And Tiago, I got it. I just, um, I know he's had some losses. Um, you know, we can make excuses for his losses. You know, he had the one loss where he got blitzed. He had another, like, but it's like, whatever, you know, he's, it doesn't matter with him. He has that Monday morning quarterback. He's the kind of person that goes back to the gym and trains. And on top of it, I know that Christos is a little bit bigger, but Tiago's one of the strongest lightweights in the world. Uh, so like size really is going to make a difference and he's so well-rounded. I just can't see him losing this fight. I, 100% I, like agree. I like it. And like, um, you know, this is a little bit of a Tiago. I actually talked to him on social media a couple uh, days ago and I know L and Grant and everything. He just, it's not, not even like, like you said, we're not making excuses at all. But his his opponents, his lineup over the last three years, it's like Charles Oliveira and Tiago Moises. Like you can line those guys up. It's amazing yeah. the fights that he's fought and kind of almost, you know, Islam Makhlchev wasn't really Islam Makhlchev then. Benny Darush was not Benny Darush what he is now. Everyone thinks he's a title fight away. So mm -hmm. it's, it's I think this fight, I think it's like um, not a thank you, but it's like, okay, we gave you this a tough-ass road. This, this is for you. Like, this is a limelight moment for Tiago. I think he's going to get the job yeah. done. I think he's going to get it inside the distance, too. I think he's going to be aggressive. Uh, to be really honest, I'm, I'm going to call a first-round stoppage. I think he, I think he's going to be that ready to get the job done. That's where my two senses. Man, yeah, right. Tiago does everything perfectly. Like, yeah. his technique is flawless in everything. It's it's kind of crazy to watch. Um, I, Christos is really tough, though. I, yeah, I really could see this going the over. Uh, I definitely think Tiago's going to push the pace. I think he'll, I think he beats him on the feet. I think he beats him in the grappling. Uh, Grant has actually been a really good look for this camp. So I feel yeah. like that they've, they've, he's had a lot of, uh, Tiago's had a lot of great training for this. While I'm not sure there's somebody who can emulate Tiago for him where he's training at Stanford. Yeah. I remember when Tiago came here seven, eight years ago, like, like you said, he, and he does everything perfect. You know, then he was just so focused on thinking to do everything perfect that he was like paralyzing himself, paralysis by analysis. And we were like, kid, just do it, you know? And then, and then he still, he won like the LFA title and he still, you can see when he's training, he's, he's like, yo, just go. It's not disrespectful, man. And then I remember he hits me with a spinning back kick to the freaking gut. I'm like, oh, he's doing it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, and that you just, and just, it comes in levels where he's just able to flow. And that's, he's, he's just such a good fighter. And I think now, uh, 2022 to 2023, I think this is one of these sneaky four, five, six fight winning streak that Tiago is going to start uh, Saturday night. Guys, I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit. We're recording mid-Wednesday. Uh, usually we do it Wednesday nights. I, of course, I won't say anything, but I will say this. I got up around 4 a.m. this morning to put on Obi-Wan Kenobi, the last episode. I can't wait for you guys to watch it. Get back to me. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a good one. It was a good one. Hey, we had a trivia question last week. Oh, give it. All right. Trivia time. The question was, who was the other triple crown winner from the North American promotions, um, right. UFC Bellator, um, Strike Force, besides Gregor Musasi? And the answer was Chris Cyborg. Amazing. Woo. Amazing. You have another trivia one for us on the spot? Who, who was the only fighter to knock out Ryan Quinn? I will think of one. I will have one weekly. I do not have yeah, any, that's, that's, that's Dude, the here. Ryan Quinn um, trivia, uh, that's how we end the shows, man. Come on. Like, I like yeah. this. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. 
We're getting a sponsor just for that trivia question. Um, L. Wagman, appreciate it. Uh, Ryan Quinn, we moved some things around today. We made it work. Next week, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia for PFL 6. I will be there all week long talking with Miss Kayla Harrison, the undefeated, the un, you know undisputed, maybe best female fighter on this planet. Can't wait. But uh, well, maybe we, we'll, we'll do something. Maybe you two guys will do the show without me. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But I uh, can't wait. I can't wait to put these things on the American Top Team 3-5 parlay. El Wagman maybe stole the show. I like it. Hope right, so. Have a good day. Anything else? Boy. Any shout-outs? That's it. Let's go. Big, big, big weekend of fights. We got all three of the events. It's going to be know, great. I know. I <laughs> know. A curveball at the beginning, PFL and Bellator. All right, guys. Have a good day.